0: Good day
1: and welcome to the Cincy Slang and Bearcat Podcast. I'm Coomer, joined today by JT. JT, what's up, buddy? What's going on, Coomer? Not much, not much. You are subbing in for Hummer today, who is vacationing in the Finger Lakes somewhere, probably about a few bottles deep on wine. So good for him. Yeah, Happy I'm for him. That. Maybe he dodged a bullet. I'm not even sure if they got service out there to watch this game against USF. Uh, but I would say if he did miss it, it may be a blessing for him. That wasn't the most entertaining victory I've ever seen for the Bearcats. Uh, for those who aren't aware of what I'm talking about, though you should be, the Bearcats pulled off a 28-7 victory over the USF Bulls. Uh, a game that while you know, the score ended up being a pretty decisive victory. I don't think it was ever in question necessarily. No. Um, the game itself was lacking in terms of intensity. And I think those are the kind of games where you miss the fans in the stadium. Cause it just had, it had no, no vibe or, or energy on TV. Uh, what were your, what's your initial thoughts on that game against South Florida?
0: Yeah, it was crazy. Especially the first five minutes, man. <laughs> it was like, what, what's yeah. going on?
1: <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, all right. So first five minutes, you've got interception, uh, interception, 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 fumble. Do I have that right?
0: Yeah, sounds right. Between it sounds, both teams. Yeah. I mean, there might be yeah. there might be
1: a punt mixed in there somewhere, but the 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 turnovers <laughs> by both teams in the beginning. And just speaking, I mean, our defense forcing turnovers is nothing new. And yeah, given the the quarterback situation at South Florida, it's not really surprising that it was, you know, they were having trouble against our defense. But Ritter Ritter came out early and and struggled from the get-go on first and 10 in South Florida territory, threw it across his body. I I instantly thought of like late career, washed up Brett Favre. That's what the throw made me think of. Uh, But this was just a guy who, he looks like he's pressing, and, and we didn't see much improvement in this game for him. And that's probably, look, Desmond Ritter is all there really is to talk about it with this team, because otherwise... They're weak opponents. They're not necessarily intriguing games. I don't yep. know how much we're learning about the Bearcats, uh, but we do have lots of question marks around Desk.
0: Yes. That's 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 it right there, man. And then this was a game where you're like, you know, Ben Bryant not being, you know, there, not suited up. You're like, oh man, this is might have been a game where you might want to fire him up. I mean, he just, you know, the last against the army he missed a lot, you know, left a, a lot of money on the on the field to me. And then uh Today, I mean not today, but yesterday, he uh left a lot to be desired also, especially, you know, with the running game going out, got going with these outside receivers and tight ends, man. I mean, they got the weapons. It's just I don't know if he's in his head thinking he has to make the big play or or what, but it doesn't look I don't know, he doesn't look as comfortable as I thought he would look, especially with that line that we have.
1: Yeah, the the frustrating thing is is that the Bearcats are rising still, right? They're they're playing yeah. Impressive football almost in every other aspect on the field. Uh, The skill position players on offense are getting open. They seem much more dynamic than they were last year. And I think a lot of people attributed our offensive struggles last season to the fact that there just wasn't a ton of talent uh, at the wide receiver position. And so how how good can your quarterback actually be if you don't have players to to throw to? This season with the transfer of Michael Young Jr., uh, with the arrival of some other young players uh, the tight end possession position yeah we, we lost a, a degura but mm-hmm. we've got Weil. we've got leonard there's there's lots yeah. of talent on the roster uh
0: yeah.
1: Ritter, everyone expected him to take a leap he's been this is his third year starting and a yeah. leap isn't happening and so i think what's worth hash getting into is is it, is it all on Ritter or is there potentially some questions to ask about the coaching staff's ability to develop a quarterback? Because at at some point, you know, he is a college athlete. We've talked about before not wanting to just trash college athletes who are playing for a scholarship uh, and and book cost of books. Uh, But at the same time, you know, so should we be asking more questions of Denbrock and the coaching staff? Are they doing enough to develop him?
0: That's, that's the million dollar question. Um, you just would think just, I mean, cause how smooth he was his redshirt freshman year, I thought he was, I mean, I thought by now we'd be talking about Desmond Ritter as like an all time UC great quarterback and maybe like one of the top college quarterbacks, especially in the group of five for sure. Right. And right now that's not the case. I mean, he, does he have the talent? Yes, but I don't know. I mean, for this team to be as special as we know they are and with the capabilities they can do, he has to go to the next level for them or they have to see what else is in the cupboard i mean um because he's the key man i mean i watched you know, i watched a few plays over a couple of checkdowns even on the interceptions people were open like wide open and it's just he's not seeing it so i don't know if it's like he can't i don't know I, don't, I think he might be in his head a little his own head a little bit um because he knows last year he was injured um receiver core, iffy offensive line was a little iffy because they were banged up. Um so I don't know. I mean, but he, he's gonna have to play a lot better. And this Tulsa game is gonna be a lot more interesting now that they knocked off UCF, where you know, a couple weeks ago we probably just thought the Tulsa game, stat builder, get it out, get out of the way. Now it's that game's gonna have more teeth and Ritter's gonna be more, even more important on the road. So yeah, we'll see, I- man. I, I don't know.
1: I agree with the sentiment that it's mostly mental at this point. And that's not to say that he, it's, it's more like, it seems like he's experiencing anxiety on the field is the only yep. way to put it. He's making, yep. he's making very questionable decisions with the ball, not just when he does turn the ball over and makes yep. the wrong play, but just the plays he's not making. Like you mentioned, yeah. guys are are running open and he's late in delivering the ball or doesn't let it rip at all. Yeah. Um, You know, it's disappointing for him, especially because one thing to keep in mind is the Bear, Bearcat fans seem. We we have our sets our our sights set on kind of a historic season, right? Yep. The talent on the when you combine the talent on the roster, the experience, and the coaching staff going yep. into the season, this felt like it could be a historic type season for the Bearcats. And then when you add sure. in the element of Big Ten football not initially playing, yeah, twelve football not playing, it really felt like wow, everything's kind of lining up here for for the Bearcats to make a legitimate mm-hmm. run and not just winning the American athletic, but going undefeated and getting considered for the playoff. And yeah. so when you, when you have those types of expectations, that's how you get people who are frustrated, you know, myself included on, yeah. Hey, this is a three and O team and it feels like we've lost two games. That's, that's sort of how it feels. Right. But yeah. it's yeah. important to keep in mind that we are three and O. And that exactly. the Bearcats have won every game and now they are ranked 11 in the country, Yeah, you know, in, in a se- in a season that's affected by COVID practice schedules, affected lineup yeah. roster availability, affected by COVID. It never yeah. was announced, but it, it, you could surmise that Bryant was not available for that last game because of COVID.
0: Yeah. Five the, people. Most,
1: the most important thing for this team is to just keep winning games and they are doing that.
0: Yeah, exactly. Like the good thing, like we we you know we kind of beating up on Ritter a little bit. Um, I mean, his play has warranted it, but at the same time, he he has a talent where I mean, if he goes on a hot streak, this team is scoring forty points a night. So um, I mean, I, I, I he just I mean, I think he'll be fine. It, I mean, this is a lot of unknown going on. So that's you know with COVID, that's that's half the battle. I mean, because you never know from you know day to day what's going on. It's gotta. You know stay with the protocols and you know keep pushing but uh you know if he if he gets hot i mean this team is really going to go to the next level because you just see all the talent there and you know he has the talent to do it so it's just a matter of him just you know freeing freeing his mind i think because i think he is thinking about it a little bit too much besides just saying hey let's be a gunslinger let's let's just toss the ball around the yard which he can do it this year because um i mean he already has four turn four interceptions i want to say this season i feel like Last year, even last year, he only had—I don't think he had double digits, did he? I don't don't know. I need to look that up. But um, yeah, I'm gonna.
1: So last year, you're right. He finished. So his his first year starting, he finished with 20 TDs, five interceptions. Last season, he finished with 18 touchdowns, nine interceptions. Yeah. This season, in three games, he's got six touchdowns and four interceptions. Yeah.
0: So he's already on a mark to break his season, you know, his career high. And it's weird because, you know, as last year was kind of a down year, his first, you know, he still only had nine interceptions this year. He's, if he keeps at this pace, you know, by week five, he's going to have more than nine. But uh, we'll see, man. I, I think he'll be fine. We just, you just got to keep pushing. Because, I mean, if he gets, if he gets his groove, this team is going to get very special. That's, that's what I'm waiting for. So it's like, if he finds his groove this team would go to the next level and it will warrant warrant all the um, preseason accolades that they were getting from people on the outside that were actually trying to pay attention to their UC football team. So
1: this deep, our team doesn't, the Bearcats don't need a great offense to win games. And I, and honestly, they could end up ripping through the American athletic on, on the back of their defense. I mean, it is, it is a top level defensive team in the country, uh, the, the secondary swarms anytime a quarterbacks dropping back to pass as a fan of the Bearcats, I'm watching it thinking, yeah, I'm, I'm glad you're passing. Yeah. We've got a team full of ball hawks back there with Kobe Bryant, with Ahmad Gardner. Those guys are patrolling at a level that we I'm not used to or not accustomed to necessarily with the Bearcats. I mean, this is an elite defense, yeah. yes. um, which is allowing for some wiggle room to get your quarterback position in order. Now, what I would like to present to you is the idea of whether or not to bench Ritter and to move on to Bryant. My take on that is that it's not the move. I don't believe moving on from Dez, who's been nothing but a winning quarterback while with the Bearcats, um, rave reviews on the leadership front. He's proven in the past that he can execute, that he can be more effective than he's been so far this season. We're going into a bye week. So it feels like if you were going to make the change, you can make the argument either way. This would be the time when you can prepare your backup quarterback to start, or it's the time to regroup with your offensive starter or quarterback starter as it is, get him some more reps, get him some more time before the next start, and and get the ball rolling from there. Another thing that plays into this, if Bryant has COVID, which we can't confirm, but if he does, you know, wink, wink, that's it's hard to play him. He might be sick. Who knows what the yeah. issues are. Yeah. That adds you're not gonna go to a freshman over Ritter. No, so, no, no, no. I feel like it's a healthier mindset to take of hey, this is who our quarterback is. And and for Denbrock and the coaching staff to to coach and play call call plays, knowing that, knowing what his yeah. skill set is. This is a run first <laughs> offense. This is an offense where we're going to build on short and intermediate passes. Yeah. Uh, the running game. And we're not going to put the strain on Ritter to carry us game in game out. We're putting the load on our running backs.
0: Thoughts? Yeah. yeah I mean, they're going to have to. The only thing about the to put the load on the running backs part which Dokes had a heck of a game. Uh, finally got his met yards for carry up. And I mean, he's been playing great, honestly, especially in the past game. But uh, the thing about it is the Bearcats are known for run. So I think until you know Ritter consistently beats people through the air, I think people are gonna try to take the runaway from the Bearcats first. With the with them, you know, with the running game, I think people are gonna try to take that away. Even with, you know, we have four talented backs back there, three that play mo- most of the time. But still, I think in those good games, if they have the talent to be able to Try to, you know, put eight in a box. I think it's going to possibly happen. Um, so I just think you just have to make, you know, they definitely have to get the short game together, which that's just one of his strengths, the intermediate. But they have to hit those deep passes when they can. It can't be, you know, one of four on the deep balls. You gotta, even if they only take two chances, we gotta be at 50 percent, you know, you gotta passes. connect on them. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah. Can't,
1: you can't leave these big plays on the field, especially as the competition you know, increases Tulsa, not necessarily a great offensive team, but their defense has proven to be pretty solid so far. Yeah. They did a good job stymieing uh, central Florida after their, after they got off to a yeah. hot start, yeah. they did a good job on Oklahoma state too. I think who they held to 16 points in the first week. Yeah, uh, So they've got a so. tough matchup coming up here in a couple weeks. I'm not necessarily going to spend a bunch of time previewing it at this point, but I think there's way more positive to take away from the Bearcats than negative at this point. I oh, think for sure. Because it's because Ritter is such a big name because he's the quarterback. It's easy to focus on him and blame, blame him for all our troubles. But there's so much going well. The defense is exactly what we thought it would be. Outstanding best defense in the conference. The running backs are are doing an an exceptional job filling in for the loss of Turner. Uh, I think between dokes, between Ford, McClelland, there's more than enough talent out there. Oh, yeah, there. And then on the wide receiver front, one name I need to put out there and a guy who maybe we're going to get the ball, get the ball in his hands a little bit more going forward is Tucker. Um, oh yeah. So explosive. I mean, his athleticism pops off jumps off the page and, and he was responsible for a kick return in this game too.
0: First one in nine years, man. Nine yeah. years, nine years. Dynamite. I mean, just incredibly 13. explosive.
1: So nine years ago, who was the last guy who returned kicks? Cause it was, um, Abernathy? was yeah, it Abernathy. Abernathy.
0: Yeah, that's who did it. I had to research that one. And then you see you actually posted that. Yeah, and that
1: is that's exactly who you reminded me of. And I couldn't put a name to it last week. But, you know, smaller players, smaller stature, yep. super quick, uh, yep. extremely, you know, uh, got a huge burst. Yeah, he's an exciting player. I, it just goes back to the talent on offense has definitely improved year over year. I like your optimism, thinking that it's just a matter of time before some of these plays start hitting.
0: Yeah, they're gonna hit, man. It's they're too good. The line is too good. I mean, because Ritter, I mean, he, he got a little dinged up, you know, yesterday. But at the same time, that line, man, is giving them, giving them nice pockets, man. And last year, I will say, last year it was a little hairy. You know, he wasn't getting the time he was to be able to make certain plays. This year, he just gotta hit them. So it's like that's half the battle. When you got you got these big hosses giving them clean pocket, um, it's gonna be something that might make it a little hairy. But they just it's it's not gonna be from the edge. I feel like those those guys are are real real good, real athletic. It's um, got a stout group, man. I can't remember the last time where you looked at a UC roster and you got all these three hundred pound young men on the on the you know on the depth chart. Normally, you know, even Jason Kelsey just to go back. They when they recruited him he was a linebacker at 235. And they, and you know what I mean? So it's like now we got kids coming in at 290 and up and that's that's not a that's not a normal thing for us. <laughs> so yep there's
1: got the the corn fed recruits coming in from uh, from Ohio. it's it's pretty yeah. good to see they've done it's a nice recovery job on the offensive line. That was definitely a huge pain point and yep. there's no you no longer hear the complaints about that. It's certainly not as much of an issue as it was last season. Honestly, yeah. that's what I mean. Like, we've remediated a lot of the concerns you would have in the past for yeah. the Bearcats team. They're 3-0. They've 3-0. won each game handedly. None of these games have been yeah. close. Yeah. Army was ranked coming into that matchup. They are yeah. a solid team. Uh, South Florida, not. But yeah. we picked them off five times. I mean, it was a, yeah. it was a dominating performance defensively, yeah. offensively, plenty of opportunities still scored 28 and left a lot on the field. Uh So going forward, I, I'm bullish on where the Bearcats are heading. I think they're going to win the conference. If they don't win the conference, it's a huge disappointment because this team is very much good enough to do it.
0: Same. It's just they, they're they so deep, man. They're so deep, talented. And then once I'm telling you, couple of those big plays hit, it just changes the whole dynamic because it's just a solid team man. every phase of the game. I mean, you know, Fickle's done a heck of a job rebuilding his team, this program. And you just see it on you see it on Saturdays. Every time you watch them play, you're like, oh man, this is, you know, this is a AAC team compared, you know, people look at, you know, the power five and et cetera. I mean, I feel like I watched the Big Twelve play this weekend, last couple weekends, and I'm like, man, you see this. you see when the Big Twelve is here, in my opinion.
1: Yeah, if you if, I don't watch a ton of college football outside of the Bearcats, and you know, I tune into a, a, occasionally yeah. a quarter or two from other teams. It's the landscape this year is a lot different. I mean, at the yeah. top, it's clearly the same players are there, Alabama, Clemson, all the all the elite yeah. teams are still there. But if you watch, you know, some of the quote unquote elite programs like Texas, yep. uh I mean Oklahoma. Look at the big twelve Oklahoma, Oklahoma's lost two games now, right? Yeah. It's yeah. Just be happy yeah. that we're getting victories. I'm serious. Exactly. I know, For I know real. we have high expectations. Yep. This season stands alone in terms of all of the adversity players and coaches are dealing with.
0: That's true. Players that true. are in
1: and out of the lineup. The reps certainly can't be the same in practice. I yeah. I need to learn more about that, actually. Do you know much about that in terms of how COVID has impacted practicing?
0: It has. A lot of people, I want to say, I don't know how, how it affected like this week per se, but I know like when they were at higher ground, a lot of their players – couldn't get in because they had to go through quarantine. So they might not have been there immediately when they started. So because I feel like Fickle touched on it in one of their press conferences. It was like, you know, Jordan Jones didn't get to play like maybe the first week or something. Then it was like Michael Young, I don't know if he got to play as soon as he got here. It was weird. Like just certain people had to sit out for a little bit just to make sure they were good and then come into the group. So like, I don't know. I mean, I'm pretty sure that was Lyman. Certain people, you know, if they go home and they got to come back, they might get a seven day, they might be locked up for seven days per se (laughs) or whatever, but right. So it's definitely different. And then, you know, with certain stuff, if somebody gets traced and they're in, you know, a little pocket here and there too, so I know that's a different ball game for, for this team right now. So that's for everybody, but, you know, obviously, you know, you have five scratches on, on Saturday, you know, so, I don't know look how at, they do that part. But and
1: look at crazy. South Florida. I mean, they had even more than us. They, yeah. and, and I know none of this stuff gets confirmed, but they had a lot of late scratches from that game. Yeah. Their defense was in shambles. So while it's easy to go after, you know, the shortcomings of Ritter so far this season, I'm much more, I'm focusing, I'm trying to be much more grateful of everything that's going right for the Bearcats. Because yeah. honestly, they're playing really good football so far this season. Yeah. Yes, the quarterback can be a lot better, but it's easy to see a world in which he gets better, where the turnovers yeah. are cut down. He hits on a couple more big plays a game. And if that happens, we're looking at ridiculous margins of victory. And we're looking yeah. at a team that, that people, again, are thinking about finishing in the top five, six teams in the country this for season. Sure. So uh, that's how I'm viewing things for the Bearcats. I think overall, it's been an impressive 3 and a start. They've left... They've left some some things on the table, but all things considered, in the world of COVID, this has been mm-hmm. a really good start for the Bearcats.
0: That is true. They have not tripped up. So they've been winning by double digits. So we just got to – I mean, somebody has to complain about something, right? And then yeah. when you see certain stuff, you know, you kind of pointed out, but at the end of the day, we all should take your your look at this because, you know, you see all these top programs getting knocked off left and right, and UC has not had that scare. and they've, I mean, they've dominated – I mean – teams I and mean, they have strangleholds on teams.
1: Yeah, and I just every week I don't look at college football and college sports in general as, as the world where it's yanking guys in and out of the lineup. I mean, this is this is kind of the beauty of college sports that these yeah. are imperfect players. Uh they are guys who are going to make mistakes. They are they age, the age range is 18 to 22, so in terms of mitigating a pandemic while playing football, it seems like the programs done a pretty solid job. Uh, they've got a challenging two weeks coming up here with the bye week. Yeah. we'll see how they where they go from there. I'm hoping they keep Ritter in the lineup. They build upon the success of the early season schedule and and keep the ball rolling against Tulsa.
0: Yeah, same. I mean, I don't see you can't. I don't think you can bench him. Like he all he does is win games. I mean, I can see if one of those games because of the interception, we you know the Bearcats lost are a missed throw they lost the game maybe but i mean he's even before the season come in i mean he's a 21 game winner now 24 games so i'm accurate on that i mean it's just kind of like you gotta let him you gotta let him go through his growing pains and just hopefully he takes that i think after a while i think he's going to hit a few more just, he just has to it's just it's a lot of averages man you can't miss them all
1: the idea no. would be that you're you're benching him before he does cost you a game. So that, yeah. it, so that you don't even get to that game where he does lose it for you because of turnovers yeah. or whatnot. But look, I mentioned it last week. There's a reason he was named the starter in the first place.
0: True. And that's, that's true. because
1: the coaching staff thought he was the best option for the Bearcats to win games. I have to think that's true. I have to think they're doing everything in their power to coach him up, to get him yep. comfortable in games so that the turnovers are cut down. I honestly, I don't look at, he doesn't need to be a huge stack guy. He just nope. needs to not turn the ball over, be the ultimate game manager. And if he does that, Bearcats are going to go undefeated this season. Yeah.
0: Think so. Call him a shot. I'm, I think so. All I, right, JT. I like that.
1: Well, I don't think we need to go too deep in the Bearcats again. I, I thought the game lacked a little bit of intensity. They are, I feel like college football is missing the fans a little bit.
0: Uh yeah. I gotta, definitely. I gotta
1: say the the vibe of the game was a little a little <laughs> rough for me. I've, i I I, I may have uh, may have taken a 20 minute power nap at some point in the middle of that game. I won't tell everybody when it was, uh, but happy to wake up to see. It. <laughs> it was in the middle of the game, but nice. I happy to happy to see the Bearcats go to three. and know,
0: say one
1: note I want to make before I let you go. I finished Cobra Kai season two. Nice. Um, absolutely. I'm proud of you. Absolutely blew my
0: mind. Yeah, I, can't, I, didn't, I, I didn't see it coming either.
1: My wife and I were laughing hysterically at that fight in the season finale. Spoiler, you see how they, alert, spoiler alert for people who, who want to catch up on
0: Cobra Kai. You see how they moved it? Like, it just kept moving?
1: Yeah, constantly. And like, the fight we, was moving throughout the entire school. Two, I thought, like, you, you think it's going to be a five-minute scene and all of a sudden the fight's lasting 15 minutes. Yeah. And it was pretty funny, right? Like, I actually yeah. thought it was kind of like a, a yeah. humorous scene and then it ends with my man Miguel yeah. <laughs> maybe dying. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe broken back spinal.
0: Spinal, spinal, <laughs> spinal. I think I broke my back spinal.
1: <laughs> uh god, it. it comes back in January. Uh we'll talk about it more. Maybe we'll talk about it more. Uh when Hummer's back on the podcast.
0: I just yeah, it was awesome crazy, man. Show
1: awesome show. It, it got crazy. picked up for season four. So we've got two more seasons to look for. All right,
0: good. For. I'm happy about it. Yep.
1: But hey, I'm gonna get back. Fourth quarter, right. Lakers All coming right. on now, JT. Thanks for popping on with us, and we will touch base next week sometime. All right, my well, man.
0: Have a good Later, one. Dude. Bye. All right.